Today's episode is from The Vault, where I did an interview for the Abundance Mindset Summit and interviewed my guest, pro surfer Mercedes Maidana. We talk about loving yourself through dark times. This is the Fearless Mummies Empowerment Podcast with host, certified executive coach, master NLP practitioner, Lucia Griesbach, where we talk all things mindset, inspiration, strategy, and consciousness for parents who want mastery in parenting, business, and in life. Hello, welcome to the Abundance Mindset Secret Summit. I'm your host, Lucia, from Fearless Mummies Empowerment Network. Today's guest is Mercedes Maidana. Mercedes is a motivational speaker and abundance coach. She is a former professional big wave surfer and Patagonia surf ambassador. Three times finalist at the XXL Billabong Big Wave Awards, nominated as one of the top three female big wave surfers in the world from 2009 to 2011. She's currently running surf yoga and wellness retreats in Mexico and Costa Rica. Welcome, welcome, Mercedes. Hi, thank you, Lucia. Thank you for having me here. It's so great to have you. So the first thing I always ask everybody is, what do you think of when you hear the word abundance? What comes to mind for you? Well, if I would have to put it in one word, it would be overflow. Mm, that's <laughs> a nice word. Yeah, that encapsulates everything. So I know we're going to talk about abundance and self-love today and how to love yourself through darkness but I wanted you to just kind of walk us through your life you know when you started surfing and your surfing career can you tell us a bit about that sure um so basically I grew up in Buenos Aires Argentina and it's a big city it's very far from the ocean not very far it's a good four-hour drive so surfing was not really a part of my life uh, growing up and when I was about 20, 21 years old, um, I discovered surfing by by chance. Uh, I was on a very brief holiday in Brazil. Um, I, I was just coming out of a relationship of a breakup that I was uh, very sad about. And uh, a friend invited me to go out to Brazil to have a mini breather, a mini holiday. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was not in the best um spirit but somebody that I met there lent me a surfboard and I tried it and for the first time when I tried it I suddenly I felt this rush of energy and uh, happiness and joy that I haven't felt in months and I got absolutely hooked with the sport from the first time that I that I touched a surfboard at 20 21 years old wow and you won lots of competitions and and that can you tell us a little bit about that so, part of your life? Yeah, so my journey was, um, you know, then I, I have to figure out a way to uh, eventually with time to get out of Buenos Aires and, and mm-hmm. live somewhere where I could surf often. And that was mm-hmm. a journey that took like a good three years of trying to figure it out. And the only mm-hmm. way to figure it out was doing. And I basically got a backpack and started going all over the world alone mm-hmm. <laughs> with a surfboard wow. and I went to different places, Australia, Indonesia, Mexico, Costa Rica, and I ended up in Hawaii. Um, yeah. And that's where I found the place that I, it became my home for a good 12 years. And when I moved to Hawaii, it was a very natural progression. You know, the best 
waves of uh, in the world are there. And mm-hmm. um, I, when I was there, I got really uh, interested in big wave surfing. It was mm-hmm. I, I just wanted more of that power of nature. I wanted to be immersed in it, and I started involving myself in big waves. And eventually, after three years living in Hawaii and uh, chasing some big waves around the island, I I actually started applying some of my manifestation abundance techniques. Mm. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, So for years, I was um, already learning about abundance from my spiritual teacher. And, you know, it was all really nice uh, things I was listening to, but I wasn't really living them. And Mm -hmm. one day I had an awareness and I said, you know what? I'm just going to put them all, all into action. Everything I've been Mm -hmm. doing. And I said, and I started really applying it from scratch. And I said, I asked myself, if I could do anything in the world and money was not an issue, what would I do? And that's when the answer came up that it was, uh, I want to be a professional big wave surfer. Yeah. And that's, I mean, when you, when you started that, like, you were already like in your tw- you're in your twenties when you started mm-hmm. surfing. So you must have been. Were you like older in the surfing age group, or was it? It was at the regular age to be like late twenties, or I don't yeah. know how old you were, but I was I was twenty six, and I mean yeah. I, I was only surfing for five years, which is like yeah, really that's good. amazing. <laughs> and yeah, and basically, I mean, there wasn't even like. A reference point because at that time there were not even women doing that. Um, only two women were really doing this as a career, uh, so there was not much to compare with. Um, so it was mostly like inventing a career, <laughs> you know, like okay, yeah. I wanna. The the men you were doing it for it. years. <laughs> Sorry, you manifested it, like you said. Yeah, totally. And and yeah, and that's where yeah, but I was kind of uh, old, and I came up, I show up late, and I was. Lacking a good twenty years of surfing under my belt. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, was there competitions already then? Like when that? Did you join yeah. competitions? Okay. Yeah. So basically, I never been into competing. Uh, that was never my interest in like really mm-hmm. competing against other people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really uh, I call myself a soul surfer. I just wanna. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in big waves. I wanted to get the waves, and there were not even competitions in the water, like uh, women against women at that time. Uh, Mm -hmm. They came up, they show up a little later. It's something that I'm very proud to. I was uh, actually one of the first three women um, for the first competition ever in women big wave surfing. Um, So we kind of opened a niche that is really cool because now there's like 20 women doing this uh, pretty much professionally around the world. So it progressed really really quick. Yeah, it's awesome when you plant a seed. And I wasn't even Mm -hmm. thinking of that. I was just truly following my passion. Uh, yeah. But there was another competition that was the XXL Billabong Awards that is basically like the Oscars of big wave surfing. So, mm-hmm. you know, like Oscars, you know, there's the movies along the year. Oh, yeah. And they choose one. Yeah. So here it would be like uh, you would show footage of videos and photos of uh, mm-hmm. what you surfed around the world all year round. Yeah. And then they yeah. would choose, okay, this is the person that had the best performance uh, and they win an award. Um, so I've been involved in that. I was uh, finalist three times uh, consecutively. Uh, I never won the award. <laughs> that's, that's quite the achievement, though, like being top three. That's quite the achievement. Yeah, I was always so excited to be a part of it, mm-hmm. and it, it was really a, an honor, and it opened up so many doors uh, for my career in surfing. So it was great. Yeah. yeah. 
So tell us what happened, because I know you're no longer a professional surfer. Tell us what happened <laughs> that, you know, the the big, you know, change in your life, basically. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, I mean, I... Uh, yeah, take like, a deep breath. <laughs> do we do it short or, or do we... <laughs> basically, what happened is that I suffered um, a traumatic brain injury surfing big waves during a competition. Talking about not liking competition. <laughs> yeah. So actually, they they by the time I was doing that, that was the second competition that was run for women, and this one was in the water competing against other women. We were eight women in the water, and that was in, three years ago, exactly March 2014. And yeah, basically what happened, I I got caught in, in inside in, in a big wave came out of nowhere. It was about 35 foot tall and yeah. it broke right in front of me. And mm-hmm. it took me under with my 10 foot board that is about 25 pounds. And the, mm-hmm. the weight of the, of the leap of the wave, it brought my surfboard to my forehead. So I, I got oh. hit really oh. hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine what that would be like because it's just, Imagining waves crashing against the shore, it crashing on your head basically is what happened, right? Yeah. So this was imagine a th- thirty-five foot wave bringing you yeah, a twenty-five foot board <laughs> right onto your head. It's almost as oh. if I don't know a piece of furniture. Uh, I yeah. think like a couch comes yeah. from a third floor to your head. You know, yeah. it was really bad. Um. So yeah, actually, my life changed dramatically. Um. Uh, it, it just, uh, I don't know how to put it in easy words. I mean, everything started to crumble after that injury. Basically, mm-hmm. my, my brain shut down, not in the moment, but a week or two later, uh, yeah. I started losing my cognitive uh, abilities. I was having a lot of trouble talking, speaking, um, reading. I couldn't text. I mean, everything was a tremendous uh, fatigue uh, that I couldn't mm-hmm. cope with anything. And yeah. that was a journey that started, um, and it was a long journey. You know, it just kept getting harder, and every time I would yeah. get my head out of the water, it would, you know, I would have more uh, physical problems that came with uh, a concussion, a severe uh-huh. concussion like that. Um, so, yeah, so uh, it, yeah. it's been quite a journey. <laughs> so, like, how, how did you, because I know that, we're going to talk a lot about self-love and how you love yourself through darkness. So how did you do that? How did you love yourself through that time when it, it seemed like, you know, like you said, your world just changed and everything that you knew was no longer the same anymore. How did you love yourself through that? Well, I mean, that's a great question. It's, it's really, I wouldn't be able to answer it like in one part. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it was a process and it had so many layers. Um, you know, the experiences that came along with my concussion were that I ended up um, three months later, I got a divorce I got, uh, from mm-hmm. my husband of nine years. Um, you know, that was like the last straw of a lot of problems and it yeah. really brought things to light. And we separated. Um, so basically, you know, my, my health was gone. My marriage was gone. I had to move out of my house. Uh Eventually, um, the whole thing ended up coming to Texas to do treatments, and I had to leave surfing and leave Hawaii. So it was so much loss in my life that 
mm-hmm. um, you know, many times I was uh, a, a trooper of myself, helping myself and a cheerleader and putting the best right. effort. And many times I just was not loving myself or not liking my life. And mm-hmm. uh, so it, it was not really lineal. And um, I really had uh, times that I were of deep despair and I couldn't find the love in myself or in anything in, around me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it, it was a long journey and it truly took a good two years and a half when something started to shift. I mean, you know, I could, I kicked and screamed and dig my heels and complain, and I was, you know, mm-hmm. I was just not liking life at all, um, mm-hmm. especially more than a year ago when I moved to Texas, and I'm like, what? Now I'm not surfing? What, what the hell? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I was like fighting the current the whole time, and eventually, yeah. I mean, there's enough energy. I mean, how much can you fight? <laughs> eventually, I love your <laughs> metaphors, by the way. I, I love your metaphors of, of about, like, you know, going against the wave, you know, because it's, it really is like once you start realizing loving yourself and surrendering it is a process of just going with it like even it may even though it may seem really crappy and it's like just a ter- terrible time in your life and it's not where you want to be but just surrendering to it right is that how is that what happened for you yeah yeah i i truly you know once i remember i heard a few words from my my spiritual teacher and he said it's it's not a matter of um, if we surrender it's a matter of when we're willing to surrender Mm. and Mm. I knew it was time to give up you know give up meaning Mm. okay accept this is my life this is what's happening I you know my health I'm doing everything and anything possible to get better and it's not really improving and to be honest um I, I started a process that I think this is where the true self-love came um, of really, it, you know, it started with, it's very weird, but basically I had a brain that wasn't functioning and it was bringing me, you know, very negative thoughts, no matter how much I would try to be positive, if the things are not connecting in your brain correctly, it's not going to happen. So right. uh, I finally got to a point that I, I started to, make friends with my brain, with the organ in my body that I hated so much that I thought mm-hmm. that ruined my life. And right. I had to revert that and start um, truly sending love uh, and light and telling my brain, you're so amazing. You're you're doing so great. You're so strong. Look what you're doing. And all this actually started in, in my biofeedback sessions. That it was one of the treatments I've been doing where I can actually, I get some uh, cables you know hooked to my head mm-hmm. and to the computer screen and you can see in a in the computer screen you can see the brain waves and you, yeah. it's amazing how you can truly see what you think and what it does to you and how as soon as you change a thought uh, it really brings a, a whole other brain wave so for example wow. if i was having i know and that's where i truly thought oh my god the power of affirmations mm-hmm. it worked because i could see yeah. it on the screen and was it instant yeah, like instant, you were saying instant. that you saw it. So, what kind of what so what did example, they do? Did they make you think of something, and then you see it? The waves go a certain way. Exactly. So it would be like uh, columns that go up and down, with you know, uh, mm-hmm. like a statistic chart, you know, like like these yeah. blocks. So basically, yeah. just to give you an example, if my doctor would say, "Hey, you're really anxious, really, really off the hook," like he would say, a normal person would have an uh, eight 
and your your brainwave is going up to 50, which is ridiculous. And he would mm. say, I would need you to, I need you to think or do something and bring it down to eight. So mm. sometimes he would say, think gratitude. And I would think, and I tell you, I tried everything and anything, and I was, I started seeing what worked in in the screen. Mm-hmm. So I was amazing. As soon as I would think, for example, okay, uh, thank you, God or universe, thank you so much that I'm healing. It would go down yeah. like twenty, and then I would keep wow. going. Thank you that I, that you know I have the best doctors and they and you know I'm getting better every day, and it would just get better and better. But when mm-hmm. I truly start getting the true shift in my brain waves was when I started to talk to my brain inside of me. And that's when one day I tried it and I said, hey, you know, inside, while I was hooked, you know, I have to look at the screen for two minutes, almost not blinking and just focus. And I was thinking, you know, hey, brain, you're you're so beautiful. You're so amazing. You're such, you're so resilient and so strong. All the things you've been through and look at you, look what you're doing. You're carrying me everywhere. I'm so proud of you. And I would start bringing white light from spirit. I would imagine this mm-hmm. gold, bright light go through all the creeks around my brain are rounded. And mm-hmm. all the brain waves would go down like to three, like to beautiful numbers. Wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and it was amazing how I started really with visualization and affirmation of that part of my life that I hated the most, that I thought that it was damaged forever, ruined, and that it yeah. was making me a horrible person. Yeah, so then you start, started seeing huge shifts after that, right? I mean, it's been amazing. It wasn't really that. I, as soon as I started doing that practice, it didn't really took long. It took probably just a few days, and mm. huge doors opened up for me that I, I didn't even know they could open up for me. Um, yeah. It was amazing. It really was the greatest miracle, however you want to call it, or doing the work. I think this is the the co-creating with the universe that is like you mm-hmm. put your part, you do the loving work, and then the universe brings forward something incredible. And what happened was um, that basically I, I once got to a point when I was in this process that I realized, you know, okay, I'm getting better, but I still crush uh, daily with fatigue. I still, you know, I'm still not doing that good. And mm-hmm. one day I had an awareness and I thought, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to live concussed my whole life. Like, this it doesn't seem to change. This yeah. is really going to be it. This is my brain forever. And I'm going to yeah. be a person that is always crushing throughout the day without energy, getting moody, and whatever comes along with this. And I really mm-hmm. made peace with it. Like, kind of like, I don't like it, but it, you can stay here all you want. This is, is mm-hmm. I'm going to love you so much. I'm going to love you concussion, basically. Mm-hmm. And I actually got inspired that day it happened. I wrote a blog post about it. And the next day, and the blog post was truly called, you can stay here all you want. And it was basically, hey, concussion, if you want to stay all your life, all my life, I, I'm going to love you. Yeah. And and I did it. And it actually was a blog post that had a, a kind of people that loved what I wrote because they said, oh, my God, this is so real. I, I can relate. And then other people that thought, oh, but this is so negative because you should want to change and be happy and healthy, you know. Um, and for me, it was truly about acceptance and surrendering. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I get a call from a woman that is from a concussion foundation, and she's been giving me some pointers along the way throughout the year. And out of nowhere, she called me, and she told me that she talked to the biggest clinic in the U.S. for this 
problem that is called the Amen Clinic. And she talked to the owner. She told him about me. She told him that I've been for a year doing nonstop treatments with the best doctors and I wasn't improving. And, yeah. and he said, you know what? We'll take care of her. Just fly her over and we're going to do all the scans and uh, a whole other wow. level of work. Yeah. So a week, not even a week later, I was getting my brain scanned and Oh my God, I don't want to go into the health stuff uh, because it's going to take your time. But basically, <sighs> it, yeah, I was in the best hands I can imagine of all different doctors, neurologists, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, biofeedback, uh, chiropractors, a whole team yeah. that, that looked at my case and my brain and they did assessments and they finally came back with a plan for me that was mm -hmm. a new plan that I haven't done before and and with also amazing news that this kind of makes me want to cry. Um, they showed me my, my spec scan, that by the way is a scan that cost about $4,000 to get done and they did mm. it for me for free. I mean, the yeah. abundance that came with all this. Yeah, the miracles oh. that come with it, yes. Oh my God, it was unbelievable. I mean, that was like mm -hmm. a $10,000 uh, uh, thing that I've done at the clinic. Yes. And it was given to me. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Yes. I didn't even ask for it. And basically, they showed me that in my scan, my brain looked great. Like, I healed it with all the treatments I've been doing. And mm -hmm. I was just dealing with residuals from other parts of of the of what comes with a TBI that have to do with stress and other things that were making me fatigue. Um, mm -hmm. So what I thought that was damage for life was actually beautiful. They told me you have a beautiful brain. I mean, oh, it's gorgeous. Nice. <laughs> I like oh. how beautiful. Which is, I mean, it's, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's well loved. <laughs> I know it was a beautiful rain. I'm so happy, and I was gonna love it all ugly. That's what I think. That's what happened. I was so willing to love it at that point, ugly mm -hmm. and damaged, and and that's that's why I received this news. And and the best part was that they did give me a plan that I've been applying, and I'm not concussed. I don't have symptoms. I'm healthy. After three consecutive years of feeling horrible every day, I yeah. I just cannot believe it. I'm I'm healthy. I'm healed, and thanks to all of this that happened, so it's yeah. unbelievable. Wow. So there's there's like a lot of things going on when you surrender. It it's like you're opening up space for the universe to to create the miracles that you want to come into your life, even though you didn't ask for it. It just because I'm, I'm pretty sure the universe knows what you want, even though we don't sometimes say it. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. It's, I think it's just that act of surrendering that opens up that space. You're so right, and and that I think I, you know, I was pushing so hard all the time and mm -hmm. trying to change things and change things, and suddenly when I accepted, like, okay, this is it, and I actually got to the end of a rope with my treatments. I said, enough, enough is enough. How much mm -hmm. more treatments can I do? How much more? thousands and thousands of dollars am I going to spend if it's not moving anywhere? Like, I'm done. Yeah. And I and that's, it's pre I probably, it happened because I stopped pushing. Sometimes I think like, you know, there's a door to the universe and I might want to open it, but I might pushing against it. And when I let go, yeah. the door opens the other way. You, yeah, oh, I love that. <laughs> Never thought of it that way, but that's beautiful. So what would you say to somebody that's in a really dark place right now that, you know, can't see any light? Mm. What would you say in terms of their first steps on self-love? Wow. 
Oh, I do want to come from my mind and say whatever. So maybe I'm going to take a moment and I do want to. Yeah. Well, I, I, I my first thing that comes mm-hmm. to my mind is just forgiving yourself. I, I, I think it's all there's there's an element of forgiveness in there. That um, forgive yourself for for the pain and the suffering that you know you're feeling. Like it, it sometimes people kind of get mad at themselves and I think that's part of it to just forgive forgive yourself that you're you're going through it I think that's that's part of surrendering yeah and that's I mean forgiveness is key to self-love how can we love ourselves if we're judging the shit of of ourselves constantly Uh, sorry for my language there go judging myself no no problem (laughs) (laughs) but because I know that very well, I know what judgment is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I became a professional of self-judgment. Um, you know, when I when I couldn't go through a day like a normal person in the in the most normal things that somebody could do, I I couldn't. Uh, I would yeah. think I was stupid, I was damaged, um, I was crazy. So I I think I know all the layers of judgment and yeah. self-judgment. Um, and it's just a thick energy, so heavy and, and yeah, yeah. So I think part of that forgiveness that. and that surrendering is like letting go of that judgment of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Letting go of the judgment, and and for me, it really came to, okay, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna not even bring love because sometimes I wouldn't even know where the love was, mm-hmm. um, but. My work, I think, that I did inside was, okay, uh, here's this darkness, it's horrible, I don't like it. Um, mm-hmm. I just basically was more about, I'm going to love the dark part of my of me. Not of the darkness, yeah. not of the situation, but of me. Mm-hmm. That part that I don't want to know that I have, you know, that, that yeah. I get depressed, that I get angry, uh, that I get hopeless. And I would love to be positive and always optimistic and there's another part of me that exists because I'm a human being and mm-hmm. I have to learn to love it like because I was living in that part. So it got to a point that, okay, this is me and how, you know, I'm going to love this crazy person that is here doing whatever he's doing um, start being more gentle uh, with the way yeah. I think of myself and realizing that I was doing also, I'm saying also for somebody that might be walking through a hard time, uh, also, when we can see that, even if we think that we're a failure or a mess uh, or a disaster, we are actually putting effort and we are, you know, we are um, doing so much in whatever way it may be to mm-hmm. to to be better, to be back in the light and kind of to honor the, the hard work that, that we do. Yeah. Give it, give it uh, the you know, the, the reward that, you know, like for me was when I would tell my brain, I'm so proud of you. I'm so, because literally this, that little damaged organ was uh, making my other organs work. Working hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was working a hundred times so I could do a normal day. A hundred times than, than a normal brain should. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, whoa, look at you. Wow. I'm so impressed by you. So that was I just an, an you know, imagery with my brain, but just telling ourselves, like, you know what? You're doing a, a great work with what you have today, and I'm so proud of you. Yeah, so being grateful, grateful for 
even any remote like some sometimes we don't see what's actually happening like at that time you're so focused on your brain not working that you didn't realize that it was working really hard and and just being open to seeing that there is that that your brain is working really hard to get you to you know just to basically face a day even though at that time it seemed like so difficult your brain was working really hard yeah. Another another thing that came came to mind was when you were talking about loving loving those pieces of you that were in the darkness. Mm. Um, the other thing that I was thinking of is that if somebody's in that place where they're in really dark times in their life, to even just be open, open to loving that. Oh, like, I love that. Yeah, and I think that as soon as you kind of think that I even have those words in your mind or in your heart and just go, I'm open to this. I I think that's when, you know, you get that, it's not that door or that little peak of light that comes through and then it just spreads open. Uh, Lucy, I think that you, you got it there because I think that's the key of what I realized in my process is that it's not really about what I do, but it's the willingness to give up, the willingness to be open and then things come and I just follow and things unfold great. So I think it's just because I think that's the hardest step when you're in, in a very dark time of your life to be open and willing to give up the pain mm-hmm. that we get so used to and in a way so easy to be in when yeah. sometimes it's easier to be in that than to set, to surrender and be open to, okay, I'm going to love this pain. And maybe, the irony. like you said, you don't have to love it. You just have to be open to love it. Yeah, and the irony is that it takes so much more effort to not love it. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it just takes so much more effort to, you know, so much more energy to do that when you can just be open to it. And then from that process, I think that it's like being okay in that space and sitting with it. So hmm. that's how I see it. Uh, self-love, abundance, forgiveness, and eventually mm-hmm. end up also in some kind of surfing retreat. We just want to go surf and have fun. <laughs> 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 and apply these concepts and share them with others that want to do the same thing. So I think it's going to be a fun year uh, moving into oh, yeah, new things. Sounds, it sounds really fun. <laughs> so how how does somebody, um, if they want to join that, where where would they get the information to join that? Uh, they can just hop into my website, that is mercedesmaidana.com, my name, mm-hmm. Mercedes Maidana. And yeah. just, you know, if they sign up to any of the newsletters, uh, any free gifts, options that are around the site, then you're part of my newsletter okay. list. And I will keep them posted um, every time there's some news and updates about the retreats. Uh, I'm going to keep you posted through the newsletter. Well, that's really great. Well, Well, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to, you know, speaking with you again. Yeah, that, this was great. Up. Yeah, just I I love, you know, what you're doing. It sounds so fun. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you, Lucia. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.